0: It's Freestyle Friday, where we're coming off the top of the dome and straight from the heart as we talk with this week's guest about what God's been doing in their life lately. So get ready to join us for the laughs, the tears, and the testimonies of God's great works as we roll into the weekend freestyle. Here we go. Right, Andy, this is the uh, portion of recording with the Deed and Truth Podcast where we do our Freestyle Friday. This is uh, the opportunity that our guest gets to just share something that God's been doing in your in your life lately or, or it's mm-hmm. kind of been laid on your heart, whether it's uh, a sermon that's kind of stood out lately or a book, something in prayer, or scripture. Well, you freestyle. just throw
1: people under the bus like that as well. Kind of, yeah,
0: hearing. pretty much, pretty much. So, uh, yeah, well, now you're put on the spot. So uh, what you got?
1: Well, fortunately or unfortunately for my church, I tend, to, I tend to teach things that God's dragging me through, and sometimes I start teaching them before we ever get it figured out. So <laughs> it's always an interesting, interesting path. So I, I started this book this summer called A Quest for More by Paul David Tripp, and I love his stuff. I, I don't know if you read anything by him, but he's just got some really, really profound writing. But this book's called A Quest for More, and it's subtitled Living for Something Bigger Than You. And it's all about the fall and how sin has robbed us of a greater view of the glory of God. And so that we begin to live for self. We begin to live for our little kingdoms, taking care of our business, taking care of our family. And we have just made our worlds really small. And then he reminds us that God has called us to something greater, to a greater vision, to a greater calling, to a greater life that includes other people in a community of faith. And so there's been a real process in my own heart in life each and every day of of understanding sanctification as that examination of my own heart and seeing if I'm living for my little kingdom or if I'm living for God's large kingdom. And uh, it's been a real interesting uh, time in my own life and having to examine your motives and your thoughts and your, when you start Thinking about the minutia of how why you are motivated to do the things that you're motivated to do, and you're trying to pull out of those motives anything that is selfish and self-centered, it's a really a daunting task. I don't know if you've gotten that deep, but um, (laughs) because I can tell you, a lot of the things that are that we would call holy are very selfishly motivated. Um, When I think of uh, the times that I've challenged preachers. And the sermons that they speak, are you using that illustration to make yourself look better? Or are you making sure that your sermon is completely aimed toward glorifying God? And When mm. you begin to, to think through that kind of minutia, and that's what this book has led me to do. I don't know if that was ever Paul David Tripp's intention in this yeah. book, but that's where it's led me to really examine the motives behind what I do and why I do it.
0: That's major. We talk a lot about the motives of the heart. I mean, we even talked some about that, discussing what it means to the end of man man to glorify God. We got into the motives of our heart and and why we do what we do. And and yeah, there are a lot of things that look very biblical and spiritual and even holy. uh, And we do them as this uh, feather in our cap, this look at me, this pious image of us and, and who we are and look how spiritual I am and, and whatever. But yeah, as you say, like even as a, a preacher to uh, maybe be looked at as this great speaker, you yeah. know, and wow, look, you know, that's a powerful analogy or this or that and, and, and seeking the, the attaboy and the pat on the back and the praise of man more than did I point people to Jesus.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I thought a lot about when I was, you know, decades ago, when the dinosaurs roamed the earth, <laughs> there was a camp that we had put together for our youth group. And the youth leaders brought this incredible game that we would, it was be like a an adventure game that took place each and every night as a continuing thing. And it was incredible. And I just looked at them and I said, this is incredible, but there is no way that we can do this at camp because that will be all that the kids talk about. And I really want these kids to come home and talk about Jesus. And so, you know, just being aware of the things like that, which would be really cool and that would have really caused those kids to think that we're just the best people on the face of the planet. But at the end of the day going, that's fine, but it's going to
0: overshadow Jesus. And I want them to come home talking about how great Jesus is. Yeah, And we we can't use an ends justifies the means argument or mentality with this. It doesn't. It's... It doesn't at all, you know, it is staying true through and through from start to finish. It is not, well, I can skate on these because, hey, in the end, it gives us the chance to share the gospel. Yeah. But it's like, well, if you would have just shared the gospel from the beginning and then built on that, imagine where we could be. And sometimes we just
1: are very subtle in communicating that Jesus Christ isn't enough. So we we bait it with, oh, well, come to Jesus and he'll make your marriage better. So it's a a false promise when what we should be offering is the beauty and the glory and the majesty of
0: Christ himself because that is Mm. our treasure. He's enough. Absolutely. I mean, it's interesting because back when dinosaurs to the earth. Uh, your take was not a very, I would say, not a very common and probably not a popular take on how to lead a youth group. Man, I'm a pace setter. So, <laughs> you are, you know, apparently. You got to do it. Apparently. <laughs> I'm telling you, you were on it before uh, Yeah, before it was cool to buck the system and, uh, you know, teach the gospel. <laughs> so, yeah, look at you. We went to this
1: little, uh, this little group conference thing that I uh, can't remember his name now anyway. He was, he was all about doing this conference for, you know, this coaching conference and asking you all these questions about your future, and it was supposed to be really inspirational. Anyway, they went around and asked what we did, and I, and I just said, I, I was a youth pastor and I was really focusing on Christ-centered youth ministry, and you'd have thought I invented the light bulb. I mean, I spent the rest of the week talking to people about what that meant, and I'm going, Christ, it's a youth ministry centered, hold on now, hold on to your hat centered on christ <laughs> so whoa
0: <laughs> mind blown <laughs> it's just, huh? why is this so why is this a thing you yeah know? <laughs> <laughs> it's so foreign i mean it was just yeah no i mean it's i think that that's part of the problem was of why we see churches now full of adults who still need to be entertained to be there right you know we created this thing you see these churches where you got stormtroopers up on stage <laughs> and all this stuff like there's no there's no you know we're not talking about the teachings of the 11 apostles no nope, we right. have 11 <laughs> stormtroopers up there and, and somehow that's a, a message and it's like well we this is how we've trained them growing up Everything's yeah. been about games. Jesus has never been enough. Right. You know, we've always felt this need to prop Jesus up behind games and activities and fun. And, and like you said, promises, but yeah. God will make it better. This will get fixed. That'll get fixed. Then one day we, we wake up empty and hopeless and like, how did life get here? Now because we can do a show on Christ centered youth ministry. We can do that. That'd be a good one. So, yeah, it's, you talked about it before about it being um, this thing of putting the proper value on who God is yeah. and on his holiness yeah that and an understanding of eternity will change the motives of our hearts
1: yeah absolutely
0: in everything we do. All right, Andy. Well, thanks again. Appreciate you sharing for Freestyle Friday. And I do look forward to bringing you back on the podcast sometime in the future so we can talk about numerous other (laughs) uh, topics that we have uh, kind of briefly mentioned here. So thank you again. I appreciate you. you. All right. Thank you for listening. Be sure to tune in every Monday as I have a special guest in the studio to talk with me about what it is to love God and love our neighbors in both deed and in truth. And check us out every Friday for a new episode of Freestyle Friday. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss an episode. Leave us a review and go ahead and share the podcast with your friends. You can also check us out online at deedandtruthpodcast.com and you can connect with us on social media. We're on Twitter at deed underscore truth and you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and youtube by searching the deed and truth podcast all right until next time